You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. You don't know about the, the other side of the pyramid? The fifth side? It's called the floor, you dumbass. <laughs> I just want to make sure he realizes there is a fifth side of the pyramid. And I believe none of them, which makes me an expert. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult. This is your host, uh, Chris Morrison. I'm with the executive producer of the Something Good For You Network and my co-host in the Coach Potatoes. Soon we may have merch. Soon. Yes, very soon. Soon. Very soon. Welcome back, Alex. Hey! Uh, Today we'll be discussing uh, a kind of a fun conspiracy, um, the Denver International Airport. I know that doesn't have a great ring to it like Bigfoot or Jim Jones an alien, but the Denver International Airport is probably one of the coolest hubs for conspiracy um, going into it. Now, Alex, uh, you've recently done some, like super recently done some research on the Denver International Airport. Well, so here, here's the fun thing about it. So like every time you and Quinn talk about doing like an episode of one of these or like, you know, you even bring it up to me being like, hey, do you want to discuss so-and-so? At some point in time, I've done research on it. But, <laughs> but there's also a lot of music that happens and a lot of stress and a lot of marijuana. So uh, at some point, I do forget the finer details of a lot of these uh, conspiracy theories. So, yes, I was doing a quick rewatch and a quick uh, recap on some of these. Mm. Um, it's it's literally like the greatest hits package of yeah. conspiracy theories so it's like if you liked the aliens album if you liked um the world war ii album if you like you know this that and the other get the greatest hits package where you get a little bit of everything that's really what the denver international airport in the end is yeah uh, and a lot of deniability yes there's a lot of conspiracy going around the denver international airport, uh the dia um I'll just refer to it as that from now on. Yeah, same. <laughs> a lot of syllables. The airport. The the, the airport, yeah. The big D. Uh, <laughs> the big D. Uh, yeah, so going into it, like, the going into, like, the beginnings of the airport. Um, long ago, back when there was real regulation on airplanes, uh, back when flying was cool and you could smoke and wear a suit I know, and no one no one took their fucking shoes off and put them on your fucking armrest that's some bullshit yeah back in the day you get your ass thrown off a goddamn plane mid, <laughs> mid-flight you don't pull that shit now now people people are too eat. yeah not enough people have gotten their asses handed to them and they yeah. just feel like they can really just do whatever they yeah. want to do but uh during during the time of you know great tra- air travel um a big part of of you know, airlines was it was TWA mm-hmm. and Pan Am. Uh, Pan Am and TWA would fight constantly over routes um, of where you could fly to. Um, there was a great, there was a big, uh, big thing going on in Congress at the time called the um, <coughs> Airline Deregulation Act, which it deregulated the airlines to where multiple bigger airlines 
could function independently from the government. Right. So what happened was they came in and swooped down and bought all these little airlines, all these little little airports. Because at one point in America, you could just buy a plane and fly it. Yeah. And fly it to a little airport and fly it to another little airport. And like that was like the streamlined thing to do. And then people were like, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of fucking dangerous. Let's stop doing that. And then the bigger airlines like, yeah, it is dangerous. Let's let's keep people from buying airplanes and let them buy from us. And so they swooped in, bought all these little airlines, and then international travel became fucking huge because the planes got bigger. Uh, a big example of this is the DC-10. Uh, DC-10 was the largest airplane at one time. And fun fact, it's part of Scientology in a weird fucking way. Are we going to touch that as an episode? It's going to be a five-part episode. <laughs> we're going to catch one, and we're going to keep it. We're going to ask him some questions. And when he's done crying and answering, we'll go on to the next episode when we catch a Mormon. Oh, my God. Uh, but, well, so, they'll just come right to your house. Yeah, they come, yeah, fucking holy rollers show up all the time in Charlotte. Oh, like, dude, all the damn time. I remember, I remember uh, we had two holy rollers come up to our place in WTR Boulevard, and like it was two girls, and they knocked on the door, and it was a fucking Saturday morning, and I'm just like, I look like shit, I feel like shit, and we didn't have furniture in the living room, so when I opened the door, they're just like, yes, this is a house that makes drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I would have offer you to sit on the floor, <laughs> but you're not Muslim, so I don't think you'd like that. <laughs> so um, the international airport situation was New York, Los Angeles, and there was nothing really in between. And when the plane started getting bigger, um, Denver had a problem. Uh, Denver would host these planes coming in in an airport called Stapleton Airport. Uh, well, when the planes got bigger, the people complained. Uh, much like where I used to live in Statesville, there was an airport, and the planes started getting bigger. And at post 9-11, you start worrying about shit like that. <laughs> so, so going into it, they decide to the, – the, the council in Denver decide to 86 the Stapleton Airport, airport mm-hmm. and build an international hub. Well, at the time, this idea – would have made it the biggest international airport at that time with the plans they had laid out. Um, they had called for a $900 million uh, investment. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening is by the mid-70s, when everything was said and done, it cost a little shy of $3 billion. Ooh. So they went over by like $2 billion in budget. And a lot of things were happening, too. Um what people don't understand is there's a large structure underneath the airport and adding to the conspiracy part of it we'll get into later mm. it really becomes a big part of it right another part of the airport is is its shape uh, no other airport at this time or and currently doesn't hold the same shape as the airport if you look at the Denver International Airport it looks like a giant swastika um, and they said during that time it was to easily bring airport or airplanes in and out so right planes could come in and fly out at the same time architects from all over were saying mainly because this was the 70s and nazi fervor was still a thing going on now, now real quick I, you, you kept mentioning the the time periods mm-hmm. you're way off on the decades yeah so, <laughs> uh, so a the, lot of the planning mm-hmm. uh was done in the mid 80s mm-hmm. and ground was broken on september of 89 for an opening yeah. in the 90s yeah the plans for the, the swastika-shaped airport mm-hmm. came out in 1979. Uh, and it took them a decade to build this goddamn thing. Uh, and that's because of all the planning and the budget concerns. So they kept going over budget and over budget. By the time everything was said and done, by 1989, 
This was the second largest airport in the nation. Yeah, that was the day the ground was broken. That was the day it began construction, and they began everything. But when they planned it in 1979, in the original planning, uh, there was a – because the thing about – airports is you have to submit it for public viewing Mm -hmm. so people can understand where they live in comparison to a giant international airport yeah and that was approved in 88 yeah so when the original plans dropped a lot of people in denver were like what the fuck is this why is it shaped like this and why is it so close to my motherfucking house (laughs) because they built it near standing structures of homes they've been near near little urban communities yeah uh, and the thing about denver is it doesn't get urban sprawl until the mid 80s while the construction and everything pre-construction but stapleton international airport became the international airport right in, in, in the plans so that was also a problem like you couldn't make these people in denver fucking happy <laughs> it's just like you don't get it you guys you guys are in the middle of the fucking country you're the halfway point for la in the in new york yeah so shut the fuck up We'd go to Kansas City and do it. Mm. Make them fucking big. Make the Chiefs the shit again. But that's, that's it, it, it's funny how that kind of thing works out. When you want to be a big city and complain about having big city shit. You yeah, know, it you know. happens all the damn time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the time ground was broke, that's when the real plans came out. So it wasn't so much the shape of the airport after that. It was also what was underneath the goddamn airport. Yes. Uh, the, that was the thing that I've noticed that a lot of these conspiracies hinge on mm-hmm. is a lot of the underground tunnels and the tunnels lasting a lot longer yeah. than they say and only having clearance for certain levels, like even past um, maintenance workers and cleanup crew only had you know access to specific levels and they did not have clearance you know to reach other ones. Another Another thing is... The guy who designed the airport literally said this when he debuted, like his idea of what he wanted to do with the airport. He wanted he could he wanted a a century of conveyor belts to move your bags conveniently from the strip to you inside the airport fast. Right. No different than the tunnels under Disney World to move par- people, maintenance, and characters to all over the park very yeah. quickly. Hey, where did Snow White go? I don't know, but there's another one right there. See, there she is. You know why? Because they switch shifts. <laughs> so it, it it adds to the lore of it because of the way they design the airport. Because no, well, no, talking about the uh, your exact thing, the automated. Uh, <laughs> there's a funny little anecdote. It says in uh, April '94, the city invited reporters to observe the first test of the new automated baggage system. Uh, reporters were treated to scenes of clothing and other personal effects being scattered beneath the system's tracks and carts, and that would also often toss the luggage off of the system. So clearly, it did not work well in its early testing. Phases. Yeah. So <laughs> what happened was a a flight had came in and as a debut thing, it basically catapulted fucking packages or luggage. Yeah, yeah. And what happened was there somebody, goes your panties. And what happened was somebody didn't set the speed right because there's a speed variable on it. <laughs> and so instead of a lazy Susan, we had a table saw. <laughs> so, so as the conveyor goes up into feeding the plane, which there's a guy in there packing your shit. There's another conveyor going down, unloading a plane. So, unloading, they wanted to be fast. 
packy. They wanted it to be like a normal speed, but some some communication happened, and then <laughs> or lack thereof, and so people started catapulting these fucking things at, <laughs> at planes. So like they were literally hitting hitting planes with people's bullshit. I'm just imagining like suitcases and yeah. everything else just bam. <laughs> and and going into the architect real quick. Uh, there's no like they add all this conspiracy bullshit to the architect who created this building yeah and there's nothing to be failed there's literally nothing wrong with this guy he's a standard architect he built airports before the only weird thing was and this is not really a weird thing this is more of a shitty thing he hired like his best friend to build a uh a piece of art for the airport Mm -hmm. which is known as blucifer by the locals yes so this giant monstrosity is outside the denver airport and it's a cobalt blue with red eyes for some fucking reason and fun fact this goddamn horse killed the guy who made it <laughs> yes <laughs> he I, died it, making this i was gonna say in the story he was like trying to get it set up and assembled and like literally fell on him so uh a upper portion of the uh structure had come dislodged fell on him and cut his femoral artery in his leg and he bled to death uh that's not a conspiracy though that's happenstance like, that's why we have osha that's it's not a conspiracy that a man was killed by a giant horse that he made yeah it's more of a parable that you would hear about greek mythology but like it is it isn't a conspiracy that it's cursed by the devil yeah. uh and, and what gets me is this is one of those things we've talked about conspiracy before where you get so many random things associated and people start creating more dots yes. much like our paul mccartney episode uh our most played episode by the yeah, way <laughs> uh, a friend of mine literally messaged me and said I, they had to stop 40 minutes in because they were choking <laughs> um so the the the, ma- the mental gymnastics you have to do to think that a lot of the similar stuff we're talking about are interconnected yeah and it's just like no it's a large municipal international airport there's so much shit that goes on when making a fucking airport yes shut the fuck up like like when i first heard this when i was younger i'm just like it's a fucking airport how bad like what's the conspiracy about an airport like i understand if you have a fear of flying you know you're basically spitting in god's face you shouldn't do it uh and yeah like i don't understand it (laughs) well as we as i was joking about earlier this is kind of like an 80s metal album greatest Mm -hmm. hits package of your conspiracies and stuff and you already brought this one up so let's dig into it uh the blue mustang um where what is the big overarching conspiracy on the uh the evil demonic horse aside from killing the guy severing his so, artery? So uh, uh, going away from the exorcist opening of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dude, it, it this it is a monstrosity. It absolutely is going to be the cover art for this episode. Yeah. It, it's evil looking. So it is a giant blue Mustang which forgive me if I'm wrong, but the 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 theme of the Denver Broncos is a Bronco. While they didn't make a giant Bronco, is fucking fantastical. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have any idea. So uh, with it, there are some like loose, loose, and I mean fucking loose uh, comparisons of of it being a satanic moniker uh, to the Church of Satan, stuff like that. The red eyes really kind of really fuck with people a lot. And the thing is, when people fly into the Denver uh, airport, 
That's like the first thing they fucking see. Oh, as they're entering, like via yeah. car, it's like right yeah. there at the entrance, dude. It's yeah. nuts. So, like, it kind of reminds me of a conversation I had with this woman. She came, she flew to Charlotte to work here uh, for a few days, and she said the first thing she noticed was there's a lot of woods flying in when you looked out. I'm like, well, yes, yeah, Charlotte is like a forest city. It is called Pineville for a fucking reason. <laughs> and it kind of bothered me that it's just like you didn't see the giant signs that said <laughs> stuff like Pineville or Forest Center and shit like that. And like, but if I was flying to Denver, which I will not, uh, the giant blue horse with red eyes that's reared up like it's going to fucking attack me. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. It's a little off-putting. It's a little off-putting. Uh, aside from the giant swastika in the ground, like, <laughs> the giant blue horse is fucking terrifying. But I love the name the locals gave it, which is Lucifer. Yes. <laughs> the blue Lucifer statue. And I'm just like, how how far up your own ass, Denver? You got legal weed. Just are you that? Have you been smoking that shit so long that you become paranoid of a giant statue? Because you know, know before man. it was legal, they were smoking weed all the time in oh, Denver. Yeah, I, know, yeah. I, I don't know, though. It's like, if... Look, yeah, I, I, fl- I flew a decent amount over the last couple of years doing different, you know, mm. pr- projects and such. Man, if if I rolled on into, you know, Nashville Airport and that was greeting me there. A giant Dolly Parton just trying to reach up at you. With, with <laughs> fucking blue tits and red eyes. Yeah, I might be a little scared. I'd be like, are we flying at like a Star Trek themed airport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and much like all these conspiracies that we talk about, there's, of course, a genuine reason behind everything. Yeah. And I honestly didn't know this until maybe about two seconds ago when I pulled it up. But the reason for the red eyes, it was the signature of the artist. Mm-hmm. It says, like, a number of other animal sculptures by Jermerez. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I believe that's how you say it. Uh, it said the statue has glowing eyes, which he also incorporates with many of his other yeah. Um, pieces. Yeah, Camilo Jimenez. Yeah. Um, so, so that's like literally like his signature. That's his look. That's his style that he does. It, <laughs> I think it being his largest yeah. statue is the one that maybe got him killed. Now, going go into back to the airport itself. Yes. Uh, after after the nine hundred million dollar uh, budget, and it came out to three billion dollars, just shy of three billion dollars, when they came out with this luggage throwing airport. Yeah. So. <laughs> Another thing that pissed off a lot of people was the amount of flights that it could handle. Um, it was speculated that the uh, Denver airport could hold up to about 85 to 95 flights within a certain time period. Well, Stapleton Airport could do 114. So the airport they ab- like abandoned, which they could have added on and made the international airport, actually decreased yeah it, it's it's a waste of money now you're just creating a bigger airport that could do less so mm-hmm. uh that was a big problem for a lot of people in denver it's like now you have two airports that could sizably hold a lot of stuff yeah but now the new one is kind of shittier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's but, like the remake of a movie but <laughs> but another thing that the pro to this was is how much jobs it created within the six years it took to build the son of a oh, bitch. Oh God, yes! I, I literally just looked away from a number. It said uh, the construction employed eleven thousand workers. Yeah. So if you think about that for a city, you know, not I'm not talking about just genuine employees. I'm talking about people like construction. You're talking about electricians, wire runners, journeymen, masons, and stuff like that. Concrete, uh, you know, union workers out the ass. You know, and plus you got, you know. You have to do maintenance on airplanes, so then you have to create a whole wing of the airport where it's just maintenance on planes. At least so, that's what they want you to believe. That's what they want you to do. Uh, 
no one knows really how airplanes work. It's probably magic. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Uh, there's a great YouTube video about a stewardess just losing her shit, telling people to cut their fucking electronics off, and she's like, "I don't know how it works. Just shut the fuck up. We're literally spitting in God's eye every time we go up. Do not fucking." Turn your goddamn cell phone on. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Do I have to turn my pacemaker off? Yes. <laughs> yes. You will die. You will die. <laughs> uh, Prepare to meet your maker. And like, what's what's really what kind of adds to the whole thing was, it's still the second largest airport in the United States. Yeah. And when you think about that, they had a large airport, but not in square footage. They created this one, and it creates less traffic for planes. The only problem with the Stapleton Airport was the larger the plane, the bigger the problem. Yeah. Because then you have to tell planes to start circling. And you don't want planes to circle for too long because they ran out of fuel. And that's how they create tornadoes. That's exactly that and the gays. Um, I'm pretty sure gays create tornadoes. At least that's what I heard when I was younger. <laughs> I don't think that'll be an episode. No, no. <laughs> when Chris becomes a bigot. <laughs> But uh, another part of this is not just the outside of the airport and its lack of you know features, but a lot of people had a, like, like but going back to the shape. A lot of people had a problem with the fucking shape, which I kind of understand. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing: after you mentioned that the shape of the construction site is a bit like, well, I mean, that it is a swastika. It took a little bit of looking at it to really see it. But here's here's the other like side of the problem though. Coming from an analytical brain, mm-hmm. this does make sense because you would want these specific angles for landing strips and takeoff. This is technically the most efficient way. So it's like that winds up well, being that's what, difficult. That was, that was his argument until the guy who designed LaGuardia chirped up and said, No, it's not the most efficient way. I did that years ago and then he talked about LaGuardia being is actually the most efficient way. And it's shaped like giant two lightning bolts. Mm, <laughs> Which, okay. But, you know, it, when you're thinking about in and out traffic, yeah. That, that's and, I'm all, and I'm also not uh, schooled in mathematics yeah, and yeah, so. project planning either. So to my uh, non-professional eye, I look at this and go, yeah, it does kind of look like it. But, I mean, if we want efficiency, this might be the route. Yeah. So, but it's not. So, it's, just, it's just oh yeah now, now just Gen Z needs to grab a hold of this this is casual racism yeah <laughs> it probably fucking is um, but going into like the the design of the airport yeah um, the inside of the airport was also streamlined uh, than others so they created whole dining halls uh, this was supposed to have restaurants to, you know along with those 11,000 jobs was staff you know, uh, they created staffing quarters uh, inside inside the uh, complex. Uh, you had two towers, uh, two functioning um, control towers, yep. which was kind of not seen up at that time. It was only just one main, but uh, they made a secondary tower. It was just a little bit smaller, but it also hosted a logistics issue for people coming in north and southbound, which was not expected. Oh, so, radio signals? Oh, no, uh, planes. Oh, oh, got it. So... The original design, the original idea was okay. If you're flying from New York to LA, you'd stop over in Denver, catch the next flight, and go. That was the plan. Well, someone said, "Well, what about Chicago flying south?" Okay, yeah, it was okay. But then they didn't expect the urban sprawl in the southeast, uh, such as like um, 
Jackson, Mississippi, New Orleans, and Austin, Houston, and stuff like that. So when all those cities began creating these giant urban sprawls and building up and building up and became super like city cities, uh, there was an issue with south inbound planes. So it the shape kind of protected itself from that because it's it's kind of cocked. Like if you looked at it from a north and south look at it's cocked at an angle. So it can like. North, south, east, and west is the best way to get into north in the, the plane, uh, and it worked out perfectly. Yeah. The problem is, the problem is always a problem. The problem is, so the complex is so massive. So if you were doing connecting flights and you had to get off the plane, you have to either haul ass <laughs> to get to the other side, and you have to pray that your luggage wasn't thrown out at, at the other plane. <laughs> At Mach 7. <laughs> Hopefully they fixed this conveyor belt. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, hey, I'm going to New York. I got to go to Chicago. <laughs> you know, I got to do a layover in Denver. All right, cool. Mile high, baby. Luggage and, gets there before you yeah. do. <laughs> and, and and that's another part of the airport that people don't really realize. Uh, Denver is a mile high city. It's a mile above sea level. The airport itself has to induce oxygen into the complex that people don't realize uh, because oxygen thins out the higher you are. Uh, this added to conspiracy that gas vents were added to cause hallucinations and stuff like that, uh, which is stupid. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is. It, it's no different than what Denver Stadium does. Yeah. Where the way it's shaped, it intakes air. So uh, the breezeways, uh-huh. uh, you know what a breezeway is? A yeah. Bree- yeah. A bree- all right. So uh, there are breezeways under the Coliseum that feed into a kind of a, a, a clockwise spin, which inducts air from the bottom up. So people don't fucking fall out at the top at the nosebleed section and don't just fall out at yeah. Mile High Stadium and just like, <laughs> hey, there goes old John Elway and just like die. <laughs> and, you know, just like die of lack of oxygen. You get in. Yeah. Rolling down the steps. <laughs> yeah. So, so. They figured this kind of problem out a long time ago. Um, but what's really weird, and this is a weird part of it, is the shit that's inside the airport. Yes. Like that. That Okay. So we, we've now talked about the big demonic evil horse on the outside. Mm. We've talked about the rather unfortunate shape of the building. Um, but yeah, once you go on the inside... It just gets crazier with Masonic imagery yeah. and desolate land art pieces. And mm. most recently, um, I'll maybe we'll just kind of start with this one because it just really caught my attention and thought it was just very strange. It's one of the more recent things. In March 2019, the airport unveiled an animated talking gargoyle. Yes. That interacted with the uh, passengers and joked about the supposed conspiracy theories connected to the said airport. And I love this because they're leaning into the bullshit. Yeah. It's kind of like, no, we're not. But let me scare the shit out of you just for a, sec- <laughs> just for a second. And they, it's a great way to kind of handle, I guess, when you think about conspiracy, it is bad. You know, it is bad publicity in a fucked up way. Um but you know they met it head on and they've been dealing with it for over 15 years from 2005 when it really kicked off with the whole landscape paintings but yeah so like they've been dealing with this for over going on 30 years now uh as of next year so god that fucked me up when you said that (laughs) oh man wait till we get to like episode 200 yeah yeah i know but no i so yeah i 
one of the other things that I found was that United specifically mm-hmm. is really kind of tackling this head on and talking about the Denver conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that this is kind of a smart move on their end to acknowledge it and kind of make it part of the lore? Or do you think it would have been smart for them to just completely pretend they don't even know what the word conspiracy is and act as if nothing is happening. No, I consider this a very wholesome response. Um, you know, if you're, if you got these people in the conspiracy world that yell and kind of overtake the conversation. So these guys were able to meet it, kill them with kindness kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, because you know they've got those damn influencers and YouTube bloggers in there all the time, just mm-hmm. walking in just to take photos and everything else and harass workers and try getting in restricted areas and yeah, all that so, crap. Uh, a big part of this is not just getting in front of it. You know, they had years to get in front of it and they chose not to. And we've seen how that works. And this has literally only been within like the last two to three years they've now gotten in front of it. Um, and the fact that United was a part of it because. United doesn't run the fucking airport. It's just one of many airlines yeah, that work out of it. Exactly. Um, because another conspiracy is about the Lufthansa um, airline, which is considered like a, a a satanic Nazi-esque airline, which is that's another podcast onto itself. Oh, yeah. But, but they, <laughs> that, that sounds like they, a full episode. They, they, they got in front of it very quickly. Because their their symbol is a giant golden bird, uh, so okay, so, yeah. so so. But with United, I don't think it's a tribute to a Motorhead record. Yeah. So, um, God, that'd be awesome if it was. Uh, <laughs> I know. I just saw your brain totally drift off for a second. Be like, uh, yes, yeah, Motorhead yeah, Airlines. Yeah, fucking Ace of Spades seating. <laughs> Both to die. <laughs> um, I don't want to live forever and ride Motorhead <laughs> Airlines. Yeah. Uh, but with uh, with United kind of helping them get in front of it, it, it really kind of shows like, yeah, there's a wholesomeness to this. That, yeah. Hey, you all these crazy fucking kids with their stupid ideas. Look, this is what really is. We love that you're you know acknowledging all the cool things about the airport. That if you think about like monuments and stuff like that, there's so much little things that get skipped over when you're talking about monuments that kind of get outshined by these people who are yelling and like, no, no, that's a Masonic, you know, Satanist, Luciferian, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just shut the fuck up. Just because something says New World yeah, doesn't it, mean it's New World Order. Yeah, yeah. Like, that also goes into the, the pyramid of fucking conspiracy, which just ends some juice. But... <laughs> Calm down, Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That, I would love to do a whole conspiracy podcast about that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. that would be fun. Hey, you remember when his music was okay? <laughs> I do. I do. He just wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but there's probably a conspiracy about Kanye West in the Denver Airport, probably. Or he probably has one. He's probably said it out loud, and it has the words Jew a lot in it. Um, but with, with the cool artwork that is in the airport, there is a menagerie of uh, landscape paintings in the airport, and it tells a story. And people focus on the beginning part of it a little too much. So in the, in the, the story that, this, that the portrait is telling is of a great war 
Uh, and what the the imagery they chose was a German soldier with a gas mask with a giant black trench coat holding AK-47 with a bayonet. And these are aspects of all the wars that we fought, World War One, World War Two, and the Cold War. These are three aspects of villains of those wars, okay? You have the gas mask, which were worn, worn by soldiers in World War One. We have the trench coat and the German helmet from World War II. And you have the AK-47, which is the gun of the Russians of the Cold War. Right. And he's carrying a giant saber as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. a uh, uh, It's called a scimitar that he's carried, which kind of resembles. And if you look at the architecture that's blown out, it has a very, you know, Baghdad look at it. So, very much so. So you're talking about imagery of villains from the last four major wars that America has not only been a part of, but have actually helped stop. So and and it's uh, he's got his pride flag behind him too. So that's the problem with the. So what you're seeing is the end of peace. The, oh, got that's it. the okay, end of yeah, peace. Yeah. And behind the saber, uh, you can look these images up also. Uh, behind the saber are children and women curled up behind the sword as basically hostages, and then you see a row of death behind that. Right, which is aspects of war. What follows war? Death and famine and plague so what you're seeing is that's the beginning artwork of this menagerie right but by you get to the end and 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 the thing is though is i understand where people are kind of coming from on it because i'm pulling up photos so chris can be you know real descriptive you know and so i can actually see what he's discussing too in this photo i brought up you, there's it's literally the painting but there's like two doors beside it mm. so it's not even like the paintings are kind of staggered and stacked mm. for you to visually look at it if you were just walking down this corridor this might be the only painting part that you see because i don't see any others fully connecting and it does appear that the final one is much larger Yes, so this is the end of the painting. So the story basically tells the rise and fall of humanity. Right. The end of this is all the weapons banded together under united flags. Mm-hmm. Um, the rainbow is complete, meaning a time of peace. Uh, the rain is, you know, the rain is finished. Yep. The storm has settled, and all these nations and children. The children of these nations have come together to stamp out these weapons. Right. Over the dead carcass of the villain. Yes. Um, and then you see two doves, which are the symbols of peace across the world. Uh, that's what it's trying to say. Like, there's, like, this is where we can be. This yeah. is this is how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Basically, no different from like how the Bible says it ends, where everything ends in peace. So that's all that's saying is this is the artist trying to say that hey, this is the bad shit, and this is what the bad shit causes. But if we band together, we can stop it. Yep. And finito this whole fucking thing. Now, if I'm a aluminum hat wearing conspiracy conspiracy theorist who eats nothing but tuna sandwiches, I'm going to see this and think, "Holy shit! It's a multiracial fucking cabal that's trying to kill me." <laughs> or you're just a really big fan of manga and you read it backward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The left to right thing does it confuses them. <laughs> um, but like it, it is, it is a giant odd piece of art. But it's no different from giant odd pieces of art everywhere else yes and so something you've just by happenstance kind of mentioned but it's also extremely important for all this is uh the di uh the denver airport uh commissions a lot of different artists 
four pieces. Mm. So they're going to have a wide spectrum of yeah. styles and influences throughout the building. It's and no different than Charlotte. Charlotte has weird art pieces shop up all the time. Some of them are dumber and fuck. Yeah, like I'll say we'll pull up another one here. It's a, a very long painting that kind of stretches down one of the uh, the aisles uh, yeah. trying to get to another one of your sections. And it's just a whole bunch of like rebuilding. You've got uh, workers in hard hats pulling up large steel beams. Guy walking up a ladder. Looks like he's got uh, some gear or something he's going to be taking up. A guy riding a horse. You know, people working on a farm. You know, so you just see like early development that's throughout the, the years. That's that's the story of Denver. Yeah. That's why the Rockies are in the background. It's the story of the Old West changing into industrial society. So it's no different. It's basically, a, if I was to name it, it would be the conquer in the West. That, that, <laughs> that That's what it would be called. Yeah. Uh, but that's probably why it was commissioned and why it was done. You know, hey, let's, let me show you what Denver's about. This is what it was. It was an Old West place. Uh, it was dangerous. You know, there was a lot about freedom. And then mm-hmm. we created industry. And then we've changed it, you know. And Denver, in all intents and purposes, is probably the most progressive city out of all the major cities probably yeah, the most yeah, progressive probably yeah now that i'm kind of thinking uh, maybe los angeles no los angeles is a crime and shithole that god forgot but they're very progressive with their they're crime. progressive in hell <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the terrified look on your face them in new york could give a fuck <laughs> okay they're they, their countries onto themselves uh they have 30 different languages <laughs> uh another thing of this is the uh, masonic uh well I'm not going to call it Masonic. It is a tribute uh, plaque that has a Masonic fucking sigil on it. Yes. But it's dedicated to all those who worked on the the airport. Mm -hmm. And there are some quotes and, you know, things on there from the people that came about to make it. And what people, I don't think people realize is the Mason symbol and the symbol for most engineers and you know workers is the same fucking symbol yeah (laughs) so the square and the compass you know the basic instruments of design are the same as the fucking masons so and the masons fun fact are probably the first union when it came to craftsmen so it's it's a giant union sigil (laughs) so the other thing that is kind of interesting though we will i would hope now we get to see this in our lifetime mm-hmm. doing the quick math says this timed capsule beneath the stone contains a message and memorabilia to the people of Colorado in 2094. Mm-hmm. It's a dead body of the artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just sitting here going, I was like, this is when all will be revealed is in 2094. They put a pack of double A's and a cassette player and I'm like a giant Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> as soon as you click as soon as you click play he fucking marionettes out of the time capsule and then like this is where the Illuminati come from <laughs> I, I wish I could be right about that because that would be I fascinating I wish you could be too that holy shit great. it's the uh, it's the uh, it's the architect of the uh, the airport and the uh, the artist oh my god yes together in a fucking time capsule uh, strangling out a fucking lizard man <laughs> Man, what, on both shows, you're really good at just giving segues uh, mm-hmm. because there's also a little poster that the airport has, mm-hmm. and it's of a green alien, big black eyes, traditional, holding up his finger to his lips, being like, shh. And it says, uh, since the airport's opening in 1995, there have been endless rumors and theories. People say our underground tunnels lead to a secret meeting facility for the world's elite. Mm-hmm. The blue horse is thought to be cursed, and some believe we are connected to the new world order the freemasons and home to lizard people yeah so 
there's so much to unpack on that. Yeah. Uh, so you got the lizard people, the New World Order, which is just another conspiracy about the Jews. Uh, lizard people, too. Fun fact. That's where that ends. Uh, <laughs> they all end with that. But this is this is kind of to compare it to what hap- what was really going on in the world, not just in the time of the building, but what goes on in the, war- in the United States and other places. There are secret tunnels in the United States. Secret tunnels! Yeah. <laughs> there are secret tunnels, and they were built because of in case of catastrophe. There was a railway, underground railway, built from Union Station to um, the Appalachian Mountains uh, from D.C. to through the Shenandoah in case of a nuclear fallout attack. But it was also built just in case World War II kind of went south for us. So, because Washington, D.C. is on the East Coast. You know, it's right there next to the Atlantic. So, we need a way to get, you know, our leaders out of harm's way into a more secure area like the Shenandoah Valley or the Appalachian Mountains. Fun fact about the Rockies. You know, the Rockies are very close to NORAD, which is, you know, the place when it comes to the Joint Chiefs of Staff and military and nuclear, you know, nuclear facilities. So, in the 90s, when the government is kind of being secretive about some weird shit, and the 90s was a great time for conspiracy, when information's coming out at that time, we're like, hey, there was a giant tunnel from D.C. to the mountains. Yes, there's a practical fucking reason for that. Yes, they were going to abandon D.C. in case, because that's what you fucking do in a bunker somewhere. <laughs> okay, that's, that's why we have things like bunkers. But now... but. Yes, there, there there are tunnels under the airport for slinging your luggage. And for lizard people. And probably for lizard people. <laughs> and the Jews. And the Easter Bunny. <laughs> and the gnomes that secretly work for Hitler Santa. Like, it's, it's like there's so much bullshit I can Hitler make. Hitler Santa. Yes, yes. It's Krampus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> with a tiny mustache. He <laughs> beats kids with sticks. Um, so there's so much bullshit you could just make up off the top of your head about general construction and what what i love is the people they get the 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 former uh construction workers who's like oh no i saw this i saw that and it's just like no you didn't someone paid you like 25 bucks and a six-pack and just tell me a stupid fucking story (laughs) that's what it is yeah because most of the time i can't remember if i mentioned this uh in the episode or if if it was the uh, beginning or off the air Mm -hmm. but uh all the accounts that I see of like firsthand people trying to talk about it, it's exactly what you said. It seemed like disgruntled um, past associates that were just like, oh, I was part of maintenance. I was part of, you know, the cleanup crew and I only had access to levels one through three. Levels four and five were strictly forbidden and we weren't allowed in there. They must be hiding something. Yeah. So this kind of goes kind of parallel with the conspiracy of the moon landing. Uh huh. There's rough. There was roughly about 1,500 people that worked hard to get people on the fucking moon and to get those three guys back. You're telling me, out of all those people, they said they had a pact. Said, "Yeah, if we faked it, we're never going to say anything about it ever." We could barely. I mean, if you get paid and they know what the government's capable of, dude, they'll we snuff could, you out. We could barely get people to shut the fuck up about being molested by fucking producers. Okay, so. Get the fuck out of here with that fucking shit. <laughs> this is like 11,000 jobs. And you're telling me out of those 11,000 guys, we got, what, five guys who said, yeah, I saw fucking lizard people. <laughs> uh, uh, come on now. <laughs> All right. Come on. 
there, there's come the, on, come on. Uh, now I love you know I, I truly believe that once that third person enters a room a conspiracy is formed. But like, <laughs> but like eleven thousand jobs, you know, you're, you're telling me out of all those people that probably the turnaround to probably say like twelve thousand conservatively people had gone in and out of that airport on a daily fucking basis 40 hours a week and none of them are just like running out of the fucking bathroom and like holy fucking shit they're fucking eating popcorn and people by the lizard people (laughs) oh my god and it's just like no no get the fuck out of here with that shit you you know some of the truth because of the stuff like that we end up missing out on the true stories of probably some poor fucker getting ate up by the fucking conveyor belt yeah <laughs> hey why why can't we go in there no you guys don't understand it's you just can't go in there <laughs> yeah you know why you can't go in there fucking tim got his fucking arm ripped off and there's blood all over like 40 different planes worth of fucking packages that's why you can't go in there you dumb fuck <laughs> because there's blood everywhere <laughs> jesus <laughs> And like a lot of this is like you want to believe it, you want it to be true. Um, another thing that another part of the Denver Airport, there's a there is uh, in the concrete uh, there are two sigils uh, that look kind of like keystones, but they have the letters A U and A G. Um, those are just the chemical. Comp- those are the chemical comp- for silver and gold. Yeah. Fun fact about Colorado and Denver, it was set up as a silver and gold mining town. Yeah. So that's why it's fucking there. Not because it's some fucking hoard of silver and gold for the new age. It's not. It's not. There's not a giant dragon living under this hoarding gold. Okay. Shut the fuck up. Because when you say shit like, oh, they're hoarding gold, you're just saying Jew with more words. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm just kind of scrolling through here, and it's like yeah. uh, construction or cover up. It's, it's like this is that's literally their under construction sign. Yeah, and so they're, they're see they're 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 tackling it head on, and they're making it a joke, and it's a great idea. You know, can you imagine if other places kind of like emboldened this a little bit? Yeah, you know, just like on a funny aspect. Yeah, here's another one of in their little coming soon section. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, coming soon, A, a secret portal to the underworld, B, streamlined security, or C, another misunderstood mural. Yeah. <laughs> Probably C. <laughs> so, yeah, it is pretty funny, as you were mentioning earlier, how they are just kind of like tackling this head on. Yeah. Uh, where does it seem like a lot of... Um, uh, alien stuff kind of comes from for the airport so the great thing about the west is its vastness uh and a lot of our from arizona nevada new mexico colorado montana wyoming those these big land states aliens are prevalent everywhere especially hey what's that in the sky and you know we don't we don't think about that here on the east coast especially here in charlotte yeah because we have light pollution and we can't see the sky that they're seeing so we don't see no stars yeah yeah we see we see stars but we don't see the vastness of them like let's say me and you were to go to helena montana during the stargazing week where all the lights are turned off at night and you could see what the stars should really look like right under the dome uh (laughs) but like when you look at that when you know we've talked about it before when you look at something that vast and you're like yeah we're not alone your mind will wonder and when it comes to stuff like flights coming in and out you know it's just like oh that's a great way to sneak in a ufo and then you have all the weird shit that did happen in fucking nevada and stuff where you know area 51 which is a place to test 
new planes that you'll never see. Uh, the stealth bomber was tested that same way. Yep. Hey, there's a giant black triangle in the sky. Well, in the beginning, I bet that was the first design of the stealth bomber <laughs> that you saw. Yeah, you probably did fucking see. You probably shouldn't have seen it. And you probably should have shut the fuck up. Uh, so, so the United States could build like the most advanced fucking planes in the world, you know, for doing nasty shit. I still love those. You probably shouldn't have seen it. You should shut the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. yeah. Is it a weather or balloon? No, it's never a weather balloon. It's a TikTok satellite. Uh, and, you know, that's going to add to it. You know, as we get older, you know, UAVs, you know, that is going to add to the conspiracy to things like the Denver International Airport. You know, we're going to see stuff in the sky that are, that look like drones, but it's like, well, whose drone is it? Yeah. And, you know, that's going to add to that conspiracy in the future. And what I love is because it's a subterranean level under the under a giant airport, which you don't think about. You know, why are they building giant subterranean things for an airport? It's just like it's for safety, dumbass. It's a mile. <laughs> they're in a mile high fucking city. You know, this this is a a large right next to the rockies yeah uh so yeah maybe maybe shut the fuck up um uh, <laughs> but that goes back into our hollow earth kind of thing and we'll get to the lizard people hopefully by next week um it's gonna say we gotta have at least a little taste of the lizard people so, on this episode, so i love though. all right so the thing about the lizard people is it comes from egypt okay uh, it starts in that's egypt. a very long tunnel yeah it's a very long tunnel uh well it starts <laughs> in egypt because of their uh personification of animals um when you think of egypt you think of hieroglyphs when you think of their gods one has the head of an eagle one has the head of a fucking uh hound one has the head of an alligator and stuff like that and these are just symbols symbols to associate them with what their godlike status was and it's basically a headdress if we if we were to look at it from a stance of native americans no they're wearing the head of an animal as a headdress as some form of hierarchy you know right much like uh um the Comanche would wear giant feathers in their uh, headscapes and stuff like that. They would signify where they belong. So a war chief would have a full thing, but a scout would probably wear the head of a, of a wolf or, right. or something like that. So when you start mixing that with other civilizations around there, like the Greeks mm. who say monsters fucking exist, because they probably saw some shit and thought, man, can you imagine if that was bigger? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, Aristotle. Uh, so, yeah, like you, you're mixing all this stuff together because the common people are not going to be one thing. You know, me and you come from different backgrounds, but we do have common things, you know, going on. So, if we were to think about putting them together, we could create our own ideas. And mm. once you start doing that, you get stuff like the lizard people or aliens or, or the giant North American landsloth, um, which is another thing down the road. <laughs> I think I did see him down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a repo. <laughs> you might know Tiki. <laughs> but, uh, but like with the lizard people, what's really cool is it's a whole group of people that, were beset by man you know this goes into the other creatures that were beset by man kind of like the nephilim the giants uh, the uh the uh the the elder elder humans who came from another planet to conquer earth you know your sumerians your anunnaki which are basically giant aliens so like this just adds to the pantheon of characters but the cool thing about lizard people is it's always they're plotting against us they wear human skin they look like us like i get it your fascination with reptiles i get it but if you talk to anybody that owns a bearded dragon 
they'll tell you how fucking stupid they are. Like, <laughs> they're just dumb. So where does the Denver airport play into all of so it? So because of how far deep they dug down. Um, they found them. They found them, yeah. So, <laughs> but like the Colorado Rockies compared to all the other mountains in the United States are fairly new. The Appalachian Mountains aren't that big because they're old. Okay, they've eroded away. So, like, the new mountain range creates, you know, different types of terrain. So, when you start digging down, you start getting into different type of terrain. And that's where silver and gold comes from. Well, when you start digging into these dark, damp areas, you're going to see, like, lizards. You're going to see snakes and shit like that. And I can imagine, you know, some poor guy huffing fucking silver dust it's just like, yeah, there's probably lizard people down there fucking while we're digging. And it's just like, shut the fuck up, man. We're trying to eat lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the lizard people is a vast conspiracy going on to a whole different top, you know, a whole different episode. But right, right, right. The origins of it are probably just fucking hallucinating, 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 and like just lack of oxygen, lack of oxygen, silver dust. Fucking all kinds of stupid shit, just inhaling, inhaling, inhaling. Sulfur. Sulfur, yeah, just just fucking freaking out. And I imagine if I was a miner or a construction worker who's (laughs) digging a giant complex underground that's going to be part of an airport, yeah, I'd probably fucking hallucinate too. (laughs) You know, can you imagine, you know, you're three stories down in the ground, you know, you're putting up a steel beam or something like that, you're laying concrete, and then all of a sudden the power goes out for like two seconds and you're just like, Fuck! I just buried. I just dug my own grave. Like, like you think, you know, you know, you think about that, you know, and it's just like the the human mind wanders, and that's why we have all these fantastical things to talk about. Uh, just like uh, uh, the Jersey Devil. Like, yeah, it's you know, oh, it flies. It was a woman who gave birth to a demon child. No, it's probably a kangaroo. <laughs> I guess in my mind, it's probably a kangaroo that got loose in the United States. Like, a kangaroo could whoop your ass. Yes, it's a giant rat. <laughs> that we can box we, I learned this because I played uh, that documentary game Tekken yeah <laughs> so like with the lizard people yeah I could kind of see it but my the bigger part of it is the Illuminati yeah so the idea that there is a large cabal of individuals in charge of everything is even more hilarious that they all work out of Denver <laughs> especially when you put it in that context yes of all the things of all the places, the the rich elite uh, people in the in the back kind of situation, you know, the plutocrats that we hear about, you know, these 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 men that run everything, they're going to go to the city whose basketball team is the Nuggets. <laughs> it's where they'd be least expected, man. Clearwater, Florida, would be the least expected places. That armpit of the fucking universe, <laughs> the uh, dick of the USA, the dick of the USA. Uh, <laughs> The people that were the place where they just outlawed COVID nineteen vaccines almost. So um, don't worry, they'll die off quick. <laughs> but but yeah, like see the the Illuminati part of it is really more fascinating is because of it kind of goes back into that budget thing I was talking about. You know, you're going to spend close to a billion dollars on a new airport. Well, why is it three billion dollars? You know, and it's a lot of money to be spent on something that going back to what we said earlier can't house as much planes, can't handle the traffic. Uh, you know, has all these weird, you know, symbol- signs and imagery. Yeah, it's, it's just a little too convenient not to be a conspiracy, and that right there. And you put your logo on it. And and, and, and what what what's even better is too convenient not to be a conspiracy is literally 
one of those wrong statements that are just so fucking wrong it's just like oh my god how fucking dumb you gotta be and i can make up conspiracies all fucking day i can but whoever made this one up is the bees like is the shit it's like the Stephen hawking of fucking conspiracy theorists because you you know who it was was probably a guy who lived in a neighborhood near where they're going to build and they're like, yeah, we're going to build a highway behind your backyard. God fucking damn it. And it's like <laughs> weeks of just like typing hate mail and like sending it. Because send, this is the 90s. You know, he's only got the one blog in 2000. And it's just like, it's not going anywhere. He's on E-Bombs World just fucking comment blasting shit about the fucking airport on like videos of Mickey Mouse or some shit. And like, you know, this guy is just some. Devil horse, devil horse. Yeah, this guy is just some hate monger who's just tired of all the traffic and the noise <laughs> because he's too lazy to fucking move. Kids, get off my lawn. Yeah, the kids get off my lawn guy yeah it's that yeah. it's that that's where this all came from it's fucking illuminati it's it's all this bullshit the illuminati and their peanut butter and like it's it's fucking awful and with with that whole time another thing is weird is the time capsule thing that is weird so it's it. like i get it for nickelodeon you mm-hmm. put a bunch of kid shit in there you crack it open years later you got a whole bunch of mint 90 shit that's kind of yeah. cool this doesn't make as much sense why so, are we opening a time capsule for an airport it's because of the structure and significance it is in travel because it is the next progression because it is international airport you know it's something big and i can understand why they do it because colleges do it all the time um and some institutions hospitals have done it and I think they're fascinating. They are. But in the time of the internet, I can't see the idea of doing time capsules again starting, you know, from 2005. You know, I can't see even like, oh, these guys got together and created a time capsule. It's just like you could have wrote it down in a blog and saved it. Uh, time capsule is now an unpublished YouTube video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's scheduled to launch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or what are those uh, cell phones that you could schedule to send a text message? Yeah, exactly. And like, that's that's all it is that's all it fuck it is and i do like the older time capsules when they talk about hey there's one from like 1935 yes let's let's see what these weird motherfuckers wrote um and all i hope all i hope that is is just like shit from 1994 when they crack it open yeah that they could just read about today on the internet like i mean well that's all the nickelodeon one was and they and here's the here's what i always find confusing about time capsules why are you going to announce what's in the time capsule? Doesn't that completely negate it? Because that piece of information will be passed down through generations. But so even the generation that's going to be opening it could look up the information and be like, oh, there's a Slinky, there's a Yo-Yo, there's a Playboy, there's well, so the, a pack of gum. The main significance of time capsules are the letters that are wrote in them. Um hopes for the future uh that's that's a big part of time capsules and when they put, open them up yes there are toys or newspapers of the time hey what was going on in you know 1845 in cincinnati you know and it's like but also in the backdrop of all those are letters from people who are from that time and have hopes and like i hope that when you find this you know the world's in a better standing place and that's always a, a bright hopeful thing so we used to do that shit in high school uh when i was a freshman in high school we wrote a letter to our senior selves and when we were grad when we graduated our teacher would give it to us and i remember writing it i don't remember what's on it but I would fucking love to read it. <laughs> I know, right? But, but like, but you know what I'm saying? That's the significant. That's hey, only future, Chris. But like, that's only four years, you know. But that's you're you're reading, you know, the hopes in life and dreams of someone from that time you would never meet. 
Yeah. You know, because that's the great thing about time caps is they're 100, 200, 300 years in the future of when they're cracked open. Um, a great a great thing about this, another version of the of a time capsule is the Georgia Godstones, which will be a whole new episode. Uh, I really want to do an episode on that. So that was, you know, the whole thing is a benchmark for society if the shit go if you know bombs come down it was a guide on how to create civilization all over again and that's all it's like a giant rosetta stone but fucking conspiracy theorists out of georgia decided to bomb the son the, of a the bitch multilingual app yeah rosetta stone rosetta stone <laughs> and i bet you money half our like i know people who don't even know what the rosetta stone is and i'm just like i'm gonna strangle the fuck out of you <laughs> But but that Chris that, threatening violence against his yeah. listeners again. Keep listening, and then, you know uh, if you haven't listened to our couch potatoes episode, there is now I, I'll go ahead and call it the cryptic conspiracy called Pro Am Internet uh, in, uh, Invitational, where <laughs> you contact me, you come here, I will be off work long enough for you to come here and talk about a conspiracy. Please come by, hit me up directly. You already have one person already I got, hit you up. I got one. I got three now. Oh shit! Yeah, so it's gonna be might be a bi-weekly fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> as many as we're gonna have back stock. So, well, uh, is there anything left for the Denver airport that we've not covered? Not so much about the Denver airport, but about Denver itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver itself is culturally significant in a big way. Um, we're big fans of South Park. Um, Trey Parker, Matt Stone went to high school a little further south in Columbine, Colorado, um, which is a, a suburban area of Denver. So um, Columbine High School is there. Um, another significant is that's what South Park's based off, this little redneck podunk town in south of Denver. Yeah. Um, another part of it is, you know, the Colorado Rockies. You know, a lot of famous shit comes out of Denver. You know, we think we talk about famous stuff coming out of everywhere, but significantly denver is probably the most modern thing west until you get to la between between la and denver when you think about civilization in the americas and how significant it is there's nothing in between them um and it kind of holds a benchmark in you know american progression going going west right in a positive light not so much trail of tears way but like <laughs> in a positivity way it, it is you know the the benchmark for you know the united states when that was created and where we've gone from from there mm-hmm. is a great great aspect in progress especially not just the airport but in the city itself and right you know the way they've been able to run things and we can kind of use it as a test marker is like hey if denver if it works in denver maybe we could try it in charlotte maybe we can try it in you know richmond or you know some of these other cities and it's a great conspiracy altogether, but it is. when you kind of step back and look at it as a factual thing, which I love to do anyway, it it kind of gives you kind of a little hope for the future a little bit because you know I want to crack that fucking box open myself and you know get a jackhammer and a bunch of conspiracy theorists to raid the Denver airport before the FBI stops me. Well, that's what I was getting at. It's like you know we might actually reach the age to be able to see it because God, that would be awful. <laughs> God, I would be a hundred and five. <laughs> Bro, with the way technology and health... You know how many organs I would have to steal from the young? I know you'd be proud every (laughs) single time. (laughs) Just me, fee, fi, fo, Uh fo. (laughs) Where's my child? I need an organ. (laughs) Where's my lung? (laughs) God damn. A little bit more human Frankenstein as we progress. (laughs) 
Well, I think that is a really yes. good spot to end this one out on because that yeah. was a good one. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you, Alex, for you know subbing in again. Like I said, open invitation to anyone who wants to get on here. But you got to come to North Carolina and do it. You got to come to the lair. Yeah, you got to come to the house. Come to the house. I'll feed you. Uh, but yeah, thank you again for coming. Uh, we will be uh, trying to pump these out a little bit more regular as we come on. Uh, check out the cash potatoes and our new format on that. Uh, we are trying to be as regular scheduled as possible. We are trying to work around schedules. Uh, yeah, both of us had to get our houses in order money-wise yes. and jobs and everything. So and it's like, now we're getting into the flow of yeah. the new job. So it's just like, okay. Yeah. We, we, we're just like, all right. The, the week or two of the jobs have passed. We'll figure it out. Because yeah. we basically got new jobs basically in the same week. Yeah. <laughs> and any, uh, any ideas you want us to cover, please let us know. If you don't want to come on the podcast, that's fine. But we are open to uh, new ideas, topics to talk about. Yeah, let us know in the Discord. And uh, Chris has even got his new track travel blog segment in there so that's fun uh but yeah let us know in the discord and in the cryptic conspiracy cult section what stuff you want chris to cover and i'll make sure he does it damn it (laughs) all right thanks everybody for listening have a great day